BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. That Isn't is that? amazing. Maybe we do need to pump the brakes on AI. We won't be doing this podcast in a year. That's for sure. <laughs> They're going to do it for us. Be, um, yeah, yeah, we AI. know the thoughts of yeah. Chris Sims, and he likes these psycho <laughs> guys, and we're going to rank them. Oh, yeah, baby. What's up? Yo, yo, yo. It's Chris Sims on Button, and Ahmed Farid is here. It is draft week. It's April 24th. It's a Monday. It's a big week. I'm excited. It's mock draft time. Oh. And. I hope all of you are good out there, ready for some football this week. I hope your brains have cleared of cloudiness from the 420 <laughs> holiday. Yeah. Mine's barely, it's still filtering out, okay? That's the question. Uh, that is the question, is me here either way, but hope everybody's good. Ahmed, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, that yeah. is impossible, what? what we said at the top of the pod. Yeah. You to be replicated by AI. Oh. No one knows what's going to come out of your head. I, I would guarantee, <laughs> I would venture to guess that there are... 50% of the time, like 50 instances in this podcast maybe, where you might not know what's going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't know about brain. that. I don't know about that. I don't maybe, – maybe I don't know how it's going to come out of my mouth, but I have a pretty good uh, yeah. understanding of what is or at least some, some general vicinity as far as the topic is, Same. is concerned. I think we're similar in that way. Yes, we're, right. like we're going to get to the eventual point at some point. Right. But you don't know don't about exactly the delivery, wherever it may happen. go. So I do want to ask you before we start, how much weed did you smoke on 420? Yeah, zero. <laughs> See, we already knew the answer to that one. That one was no doubt. No bong hits? You no. and the wife? Darn it. All I'm right. even trying to cut back on alcohol here. I, yeah. I told you beforehand I'm traveling a lot for baseball. I got a lot on my plate right you now. You do have a lot in your plate, Horse man. racing, Kentucky Derby, so I'm going to try to go clean living. I don't even have an energy drink wow. with me right now. Wow. I'm trying you're to gonna go to the Kentucky Derby. You better drink some bourbon while you're at the Kentucky. I'm going to tell my Kentucky relatives yeah. to come deliver bourbon to you while you're there. Yeah, I will probably do that. Okay. Because that is my one That's your little vice. vice. Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve. Former sponsor of the pod. That's right. Are yep. we getting them back, Pete? What happened? They just... A if we keep saying it, Pete says they will come back. Are we getting them back? That company that didn't want to be a part of us anymore? Are they coming back with us? Yeah, all the all that are gone. You know, uh, Woodford Reserve, Under Armour. It was a good yeah, run. That was a good one too. Right? Yep. We're long overdue. <laughs> we, yeah, we need another one. Uh, they're like nobody wants to sponsor this guy. His mouth is horrible. He talks about weed. We gotta. Well, you know we what? They might, it. but they might want to do it. Right. After you nail every pick, thirty-two of the first for round. thirty-two. Well, thirty-one one this year because the Dolphins right. don't have one. Yep. But uh, we can, we didn't even nail the number of picks. <laughs> so we're off to a bad start here. Uh, Paul Sartz wants to know, and we wanted to know this too because yeah. Pete and I were standing around after our pod last week. We we're like, wait, how do we do the mock draft? He goes, your mock draft. Is that who you would take at each position or who you think each team will take? I'm going more on the who I think each team will take. 
approach this year. More predictive is kind of the game plan, you know. And and uh, as I was kind of starting down this road on Wednesday and Thursday and starting to jot it, I did text our producers. I think it was Thursday afternoon or whatever, just to be like, wait, wait, do how do we want to? How do you want me to do this? Just to make sure, yeah. you know. And they agreed. They like the predictive part too. So yeah, that's what I went on. It's not necessarily going to be true to my board. But it's going to be true more to, yeah, things I've heard, you know, whatever the consensus is out there, uh, all of that, not necessarily, you know, what I would do in in that instance. If there was a a spot, again, there's some spots here where I didn't have a feel or had no clue, okay? Yeah, I tried to put myself in their shoes and make an educated guess. And, of course, I'm going by a little bit of my own evaluation there either way. But, yeah, throughout is uh, more about what the team would do instead of what I would do. Yeah, and we'll make that clear as we go, too. This is a spot where maybe you wouldn't pick this player, but you know what kind of player this team or this coach usually likes. Yes. So we'll slot that player there. Uh, This is a question from Jake Scanlon. Will there be trades in this mock, like in 2021? It would be more realistic that way. There were eight trades on the night of round one last year, so it was a very active right. first round. Right. I will let everyone know there are no trades. No trades. I went chalk. I mean, again, when you show show me somebody that's ever predicted a trade really right, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, did I think about Houston doing this? And, you know, I know there's the Tennessee Titans. And, oh, Detroit's got two picks. And the Eagles certainly have wiggle room. I, I understand that. You know, trade certainly can go down. Uh, I get that. We do have a lot of years, like we were bringing up, too, where I feel like it's been limited trades. And, yeah, it's just too hard to call it that way. So, yeah, I kind of just – I went chalk. It's the way it's lined up right now. I didn't make any changes um, to the the current order. Now, you know, we'll see where it goes. But it's it's certainly shaping up like it could be a very interesting draft. I think there's, like, a a few things that play into this, and we'll get into that as we go. Well, well, there's even one of the teams, the Cardinals at three. You hear a lot. Oh, they're going to trade out of it. They're going to trade out of it. But even with that discussion, no one really knows who's trading up or for who. No. Right? It's like that's one of the obvious ones that everyone keeps saying, oh, they're going to trade down, they're going to trade down. But who's trading up and for which player? that's, That's definitely the worthwhile question. If you're if you're trading up at number three, then I would think that Jalen Carter's on the board. Mm. Or if there's some quarterback, of course, we can maybe get into that conversation too. But Jalen Carter's the best player in the draft. So, you know, would the Cardinals take him? Are they comfortable with the off-the-field stuff? Monty Austin for it, their GM. He's from New England. Sometimes they don't mess with guys like that. You know, maybe they look like we have enough distractions in our organization right now. We don't want to take a chance on that. Let's just go with a safe bet. I could see it going a bunch of different ways there. But, yeah, the Cardinals at three. You know, I think here's the interesting thing in the draft, right? And you and I were kind of spitballing here before we started the show. The the draft is not super talented, as we know. It's it's one of the least talented drafts, at least I can remember, since being on this side of things, all right? And then, you know, with some of the best players, there's real questions. Like, there's real questions. Like, okay, yeah, we got Jalen Carter off the field stuff. We got Tyree Wilson. This everybody's best pass rusher in the draft, but he's got a foot injury that I think scares people. We got Jackson Smith and Jigba, who not only is I know all over the place without the injury concern. He's all over the place as grades out the injury. Some teams got him in the 10 to 20 range. Some teams got him in the second round without even talking about injury. So there's that, that aspect. There's Nolan Smith, one of the best edge rushers in the draft, but he's a little undersized and he has injury history too. There's Dalton Kincaid top 15 player for everybody on their board got a back issue right he hasn't been cleared yet 
So these are all, and then you get into the quarterback conversation and then the C.J. Stroud conversation right now and all that. That's what you go, oh, wow, this could be a very exciting first round. It's all over the place. And there's two schools of thoughts that I told you about, right? I talked to some teams that go, there's not that many good players. There's not many game-changing players. And if one's available, we're going to take our crack and get it. Hmm. And then there's other teams that are going, there's not many good players in the draft in general, so we're just going to make sure we get a good one, a safe one, just a guaranteed, going to contribute to our team, high floor guy, right? So there's a few teams that think high floor guys are going to be valued more than the high ceiling guys in this type of draft. And then I talked to, like I said, a few teams that were like, no, no we're, we're going, we're shooting for the high ceiling right. guys. We got to take a chance. We need, we want a difference maker that way. And that again, I think will lead to the interesting first round. The risk and reward is why right. it's fascinating. Right. With some of these players with exactly. the, the upset or uh, limited uh, upside, but yeah, like you mentioned, it might be good just to have a guy that you know is going to be on your team and playing significant sure. snaps for you, right. uh, which some of these players might give you more than others. So uh, just before we get into it, real quick, last thing, how good are we at these mock drafts? Yeah. Per fantasypros.com, the most accurate mock draft last year was by Albert Breer of SI.com. Congratulations, go, Albert. Albert. He perfectly predicted, meaning the exact number, team, and player, of just six picks in round one. Mel Kuyper predicted five. You had three last year. And you don't do your mock draft like right before the draft, which is what most of these people do. They wait until the last second. Right. You get news reports out there. You might move a guy up or down. No, we do it on Monday and we walk away from yes. our mock well, draft. Well, I don't go on like, yeah, I don't wait till the last second. No. You know, as you know, I, you know, I in years past, I haven't always done it this way, too, or to be predictive. I've kind of just gone off of my board. You know, I'm not as easily swayed by people I talk to, as you know. Like, I don't just go, oh, my coach friend, he said he was the best player, so I'm, I'm listening to him. You know yeah. me. I'm like, well, fuck that coach. He, I know more than him on that one. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I think my player's better. Right? I mean, so uh, I'm a little different than your normal draft analyst guy that way. But, yeah, it's not easy, as you know. And there's so many – factors that play into this and one trade or one off the board off kilter thing happens and it blows everything everything and all of a sudden the next 25 picks are different because of that so you know that that's where you can never tell and and you know i had you know just you you never know there's been years like i even think i was thinking about this when i was doing it too because i had a few guys in my draft where i was like man this guy's a better player than being drafted at 29 or whatever but it happens every year I, I was thinking about it as I was doing the Derwin James draft, right? Mm-hmm. Derwin James, any friend I talk to in football, anybody, top five player, top five player, might be the best player in the draft. I think he's the best. Top five, definite top ten. There we were sitting on draft night. It was, whoa, it's pick 17 and Derwin James is still there. And, like, the whole league had him in the top ten. Yeah. But I can't remember exactly what happened. It didn't work out for him. And the teams that needed a safety ended up getting something else or whatever. And all of a sudden, he's sitting there. So it's just an example of you never know is what I'm saying. So, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go, To baby. be revealed on the pod, Chris Sims, first round mock draft for 2023. And so we will include one trade. And that was the trade that already happened. The Carolina Panthers moving up to number one, trading with the Chicago Bears a few weeks ago to take that number one spot. At the time, we thought maybe it was for C.J. Stroud. That's more of 
Frank Wright's alley of the kind of quarterback that he's yeah. liked in the past. Right. Recent reports have indicated maybe that's not the case here. Yeah, so we'll start not. the number one pick, the Carolina Panthers. Who are they taking? Chris? Well, they're taking Bryce Young. That's no shock. I mean, we all know that right now. It's going Bryce Young. You know, the 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 mystery of the draft really will start at number two with the Houston Texans. But yeah, Bryce Young is the guy they're most comfortable with, and I I understand that. You know, again, he's not my favorite cup of tea or or what I would want as a franchise quarterback, but he has a lot of the traits that you do want. I get that. So they're comfortable with his size. They love his football brain and IQ, and they feel like he's a natural. And they're comfortable, I think, in the style of play they're going to play here with him, that they can make that work with Bryce Young. But, yeah, they tipped their hand last week, too. I mean, they tipped their – I mean, we know – everybody knows it, let alone when Scott Fitterer starts to talk about their training regimen to make sure he's got weight on them and stuff like that. They kind of gave it away on that one, too. He is minus 2,000 to be the uh, number one pick, according to BetMGM. So – and even to that point, though, we all know it's going to be Bryce Young here. I would guarantee that there are people in that building that think, you know what, if it was up to me and I had the sole decision, I would take – you know, whoever, Anthony right. Richardson or Will sure. Levis sure. or C.J. Stroud. Sure. And so kind of take us behind the curtain there on how that plays out because I'm sure that there are people that are maybe a yeah. little doubtful or skeptical that are big decision makers in that organization. Definitely. Well, you never get everybody on the same page, but you just want to make sure you can get everybody within thoughtful football discussions the meetings, the off-the-field stuff, the personal meetings, watching film together a little as a group that you all go, okay, wait, wait, I might have liked the other guy, but I, I get why we're taking this guy. That's where you just would like to get the organization to as a whole, mm-hmm. right? You're, of course, you're going to have a few guys in the room that go, ah, I wish we had that quarterback. I like him better. I don't trust this. But for the most part, you know, as long as you limit that and have the guys that go, okay, I, I get why we like him. I mean, yeah. he's the man. And, and so there, there's that, and they're comfortable with that. You know, and I think, too, again, the element in the room here is the C.J. Stroud conversation. You know, I, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. So let's, we'll, we'll save that. You want to save it we'll for, save it right for when we road? get to okay. C.J. Stroud? Cool. We don't know exactly where he's going to fall in your mock draft. Uh, not number one. That no, was he's Bryce not number Young. One. Maybe okay. number two. The Houston Texans. That's been rumored for a long time. It here. has. Your number two pick in the draft is? I'm going Tyree Wilson right here. Edge rusher from Texas Tech, right? Get their Miles Garrett. Get their Nick Bosa. Whatever you want to say. They get their edge rusher to make D'Amico Ryan's defensive system that would made it so successful in San Francisco. This is the guy that can be that type of president that Nick Bosa was for his football team. So you guaranteed on this pod, it was what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Three and a half weeks ago? Yeah. You go, you know, Will Anderson's getting all the love. Right. He is the guy that right. people say could be number one overall pick, right. has that talent. And you said, I guarantee you, he will not be the first edge off the board. As we sit here right now, Will Levis is actually the betting favorite to yeah. go number two right, right now to the Texans at minus 145 to bet MGM. Uh, but you are confident in the fact that your declaration will be proven true that Will Anderson will not be the first edge off the board. I know there's liking here. I'm not totally confident. Again, the foot issue scares me. Liking of the Texans and Wilson? Yes. I know that there's a contingent in that building that likes Tyree Wilson as the pass rusher and the guy. Now, you know, again, this is where the last 10 days is when everybody starts to come together with weight injuries. You know, where are we going to dictate how he falls or how we view that? You know, testing, all that stuff, the mental testing, the process testing, the personality testing, all that. That all starts to get filtered out here within the last 10 days. That's really what they were, what teams do down the home stretch. But, yes, I, 
I don't know anybody that has Will Anderson in front of Tyree Wilson as a as a prospect. People, I don't know anybody. People in the NFL. In the NFL. About. I know nobody. I'm just letting you know right there. I don't know one person, right? But if there's two teams that I could see having him up there, it's the Texans and the Cardinals because they're into no mental mistakes. It's the New England way. Casario and Monty Austin for it. He'll do exact. He's safe. There's no – the floor's high, right? He's going to do what we tell him. He's going to do it at a pretty high level, even though he might never be a superstar. That's New England. And that's why, you know, they make me second-guess this to a degree because of that aspect. Uh, and then, of course, the injury on top of that. But, um, no, I'm, I'm going to go with, you know, what I've heard and what I really think makes sense ultimately. And then I think D'Amico Ryans has a good amount of power in that organization, and he's going to get his edge pass rusher. So the question is, how far will yeah. Will Anderson fall in the Chris Sims mock draft? So we go on to the Cardinals now with a third pick in the draft. No trades. So with a three pick, the Cardinals will take... Will Anderson. <laughs> I might be kissing my own butt here when it's all said and done. I don't think I'm loose enough to do that yeah, or flexible enough. Not. But, yeah, well, I, I, there's, there's like, really, let me just say this. Number two and number three should be Jalen Carter. He's the best player in the draft. So if you're not taking a quarterback, that's who they should take. But I don't, I don't have the sense that those two teams are going to go down that route. It's a little risky maybe with the off-the-field stuff. And they both have had teams that have had to deal with off-the-field bullcrap a lot over the right. last two years, right? Let alone, I'm not sure it's in the DNA. So that's where, yes, I'm going to go with Will Anderson here. He's a safe, for sure thing. Again, as I stated when we did this, he's a good player. He's just, to me, this is still way too high. I mean, I would. There's no way I would take him at three. Would this be one of those picks that you were talking about before? That teams that don't think there are a whole lot of yes, high impact players, right. they just want a safe guy. He's they a want safe. a guy who's going to play exactly, and play well. exactly right. I think I, that's exactly what I see here. And then I think when you couple that GM in with it, and then the state of the organization, that's kind of why I went that way there, right? But is there a part of me that goes, wait, is Jonathan Gannon? He just came from Philadelphia with these Georgia D tackles and big asses and all of that. Are we sure he doesn't want that again? I don't know. I don't know. But the word on the street and the feeling I get was if they had to be there, it's going to be Will Anderson. So that's where I'm going with it, and we'll see where it goes. But I think there, there certainly could be some action for that number three pick, whether it's a quarterback or a team that goes, wait, we want Jalen Carter. So we're going to come up to get him. To me, he's the only guy that's going to be the trade-up, come-to-get-him guy. Him or Tyree Wilson are one of the quarterbacks. Mm. Uh, I don't think you'll see a trade for anything else. So homie T. Hutch says, hope you don't have to kiss your own butt. So he is rooting <laughs> me against too. Him, Which you didn't say you'd do it on the pod, right? right? It would just be done in private. Well, I'd have maybe. to do – well, what would be the fun of that? Nobody – you know, you got to see it to believe it, right? <laughs> I mean, I got to try. I mean, I figure I, I, figure I got to try right here. We got a couch right here. I could kind of flip my head over. Yeah. I know. I feel like see. that's one of those career-defining moments, though. Yeah, that you're right. That might be the end of my career. It yeah. might be difficult to <laughs> be seen as anything other than that from that point Guy forward. Guy can't even kiss his own ass. Of course he's not a good uh... – So you've come off the fact that you, you thought that once everyone saw the tape of Will Anderson that he would not even be a top-10 pick. Now you do believe that that possibility is yeah, obviously I mean, out there. Yes, obviously. I, I, was, <laughs> I was wrong with, with that proclamation you don't think your evaluation was wrong I really just... don't no and like I told you I don't I, I I'm going off of just things I've heard mm -hmm. 
the people I know, and I mean, you know who some of my friends are in the NFL. You know, and some of you out there can certainly make some guesses too. You don't know all of them. You know some of them. But yeah, I'm just nobody. I mean, nobody. I haven't had anybody go, not even like put up a fight. That's that's what I'm saying. So again, um, yeah, I'd, I would not feel comfortable with him at number three, but um, I, I, I can certainly see that team being comfortable with it and with yeah. their situation. Uh, yes, I can see that. So maybe a little bit of a surprise to me that I see Will Anderson there. There's at a surprise three. to me. I didn't want to put him there. As I'm doing my mock draft, I don't want to put the guys that I don't want or think should be up there up there. I'm trying to be true to the the world in which it is, in which yeah. the betting markets, the rumors I hear in football, some of the people I trust, and that's why I'm going there. And I think it would also be a surprise if quarterbacks yeah. don't go in the top three. I think there was a time there where we thought it was a guarantee that a quarterback would go one, two, maybe one, two, three, maybe one, two, three, four. Yeah. But here we are to number four, only one quarterback off the board, the Colts on the clock. Who are they taking? They are going with Will Levis right mm. here. Yeah. You know, Ballard typically, I think it's a traits guy. Levis has traits. I know. I, I've gotten the sense that the Texans and the Colts, it's Levis or Anthony Richardson before it's Stroud. That's the sense I've gotten. Again, you know me. I don't believe that. I don't want to be caught in this, like, off-the-field talk crap or all that. I'm just telling you what's out there in the NFL right now. You know, everybody knows who my number one quarterback is. That, that, that's for sure. But, yeah. I think they're going to go Will Levis here. I do. Uh, you know, Will Levis, I think, again, people liked the player. He's very smart. And we know he's got some big-time tools to mess with. And I think people have come to the determination between that, the off-the-field testing and all that, that they feel more comfortable with the human and his potential than a C.J. Stroud right now or, or whoever. So, yes, uh, Will Levis Colts right there for We told you Will Levis was the betting favorite to go number two. He's also the betting favorite to go number four overall on BetMGM plus 120. Yeah, I, I've th- – there were so many warts that people were talking about for Will Levis a month ago. It was like he was the rock that was falling. It was like maybe he's going to be a number one guy. And I was yeah. like, nah, we see a lot he of the deficiencies here. He still has a lot of warts on a lot of, people's, on a lot of people's minds. It's just there's some teams that are – Going to overcome it for the potential factor, I think. And maybe because they didn't like some other people as much as they thought they were going to like them, right? I think that plays into it a little bit as well. But you're right. I mean, again, I don't think – I know, you know, when people start to go, oh, he might fall or he might fall, it's because a lot of smart people in football were watching film going, damn, it ain't that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all over the place, right? You know, but there is still people that were in it going, hey, you know, we – he was in a bad situation. We think we can fix the mechanics. The kid is very smart. You know, so you talk to some people, they're going to, it's through the roof smart, right? He's obsessive worker and all that. So people can get behind that, right? Okay, he's got a few, it's almost a little like Anthony Richardson. Yeah, right. he's got a few flaws, but we know he loves the game. He's willing to work. He's got physical tools. Okay, we're willing to take a risk on that, right? And that's where I feel like teams have got comfortable with, with Will yeah. Levis there. And it probably makes sense. They can picture it better. Where with Anthony Richardson, maybe there's more of an uneasy there still is. unknown right. of how are we going to fit him into the offense? What are we going to have to teach him? What does he have to improve upon sure. most? And right. 
Have we taught that in the past? Have yeah. we been able to do that successfully? And so maybe some of those. Yeah, he's definitely less raw than than Richardson is. Yeah. He's definitely ready to play quarterback more. Has things to work on, as we know, but more ready than Richardson is for sure. So your number five quarterback and number five edge are both off the board in the top four. Yeah. This is going crazy already. <laughs> the number five overall pick, Seattle Seahawks on the clock, sitting there, Pete Carroll. What, what are we going to do? Yep. Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter. He's I rushing mean, that card up to the podium. And he's running to Kansas City from Seattle, like with his no shirt on and then chewing gum. <laughs> all right. That's what he's doing. I've been having that fun with that joke uh, th- this whole process. Yes. Uh, I, 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 I think they've done their due diligence from what I've heard uh, on the subject there. It's a desperate need for their football team. They're not good enough up front. They can't hang with the 49ers unless they get better up front. So, yes, this is where if Jalen Carter's on the board here, I totally expect it to be him. And I mentioned this before the podcast that I've heard a couple other mock drafts out there. I try to do some advanced scouting, some research, some spying, some espionage on the other ones. there. Peter Schrager and Daniel Jeremiah were talking about this, and and they expressed, I I forget who it was, but expressed some maybe hesitation for the Seahawks to go the Jalen Carter route because of a player in the past that maybe they had issues uh, with. Malik McDowell, maybe, right? The Michigan State kid who's talented, right? Um, I believe they ended up taking him in the second round, top of the second round there hey they, they've been burned by that before i don't think that's going to stop them they're not afraid of personality up there in fact to me that's the perfect place for the guy right they can handle personality they can handle those type of guys um and and yes i just think with that the need for the position makes a lot of sense um and and yeah i've been told by some people that i trust that they've really done their homework on jalen carter and feel comfortable and let me just get this straight. Yeah. If this happens, you yeah. think this is the biggest steal of the draft up to this point? Definitely. Him at five. That, definitely. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I've asked everybody this, but anybody that I've talked about with this, everybody thinks Jalen Carter is the first pick, of the, the best player in the draft. Mm. Everybody. I don't, I don't think anybody. I don't think I've had it gotten at least into that conversation. Everybody that I didn't have that, we all agreed he's awesome, right? But the, te- the, the teams and people I've got specifically about it, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Jalen Carter's the best player in the draft. I mean, we know that, right? I mean, it's, it's, that, uh, it's that. It's this, like I said, when we broke him down, it wasn't like, oh, man, this is the top and tier. This was like, oh, shit, I haven't seen one like this in a while. And I say that, I said that three years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Generational. Right. When was the last time? It was two years ago. <laughs> Quick generations we got. We got now. So my Lions are bummed. Oh, baby. They probably would have taken Jalen Carter I if he was would. there. They would if he's there. So they, uh, in this situation, have to audible. Maybe you get lucky and you're the Seattle. Somehow the quarterback thing shakes out and Seattle trades down. Some team comes up to get a quarterback. Jalen Carter's there. Your mm. Lions will take Jalen Carter if he's there. So he's not there. He's not there. Who goes to my Lions? Oh, our second favorite player. Actually, our favorite player. <laughs> the guy we've kind of been saying all along, Devin Witherspoon. There we go. Yep, there he is. I at, mean, the, he, at the time you made the proclamation, too, that he was your number one corner, it was pretty unanimous that it was Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. But you've moved some some betting odds and th- some minds you. of people this year because I do see Devin Witherspoon number one in a lot of places now. I, I, I don't know how he wouldn't be. Again, it, it's a little bit like, you know, we talked. I'm not trying to sit here and pound my chest or think I'm greater. You know, it's a little bit like we talked about with Tyree Wilson and Will. It's one where you watch it and you go, I don't know how you couldn't see it. 
This is not that close to where you go, oh, okay, I understand where you know you could see the other side. This is a special player. I mean, this is a guy that's crazy twitchiness, crazy aggression, crazy straight line speed, you know. I mean, just has it all. Can play off. Can play bump. I mean, there's really there's no weakness to the player. And you guys, of course, were horrible in that department last year. So that'll be a big help for your football team. So Devin Witherspoon, corner out of Illinois. Got to make sure that we uh, say that just in case yep. uh, you're not as familiar with some of these guys at this point in the draft process. So if a team were to take Christian Gonzalez over Devin Witherspoon, what are they valuing over what you see with I, Witherspoon? I would think just the size, maybe. I think that would be the only thing you could really feel comfortable about. You just go, okay, wait, Gonzalez is six one, and maybe he'll be a little bit better versus the bigger receivers in football, right? But after that, I don't know where where else it would be. You know, are Gonzalez's mechanics better? You know, is he more technical? Mm. Yes, but you know my thought on that. That's teachable. And I don't really give a crap. It's like back to our Jeff Akuda thing. Yeah, the, the technique was through the roof good. Just guys kept catching the ball. But the, the, everyone was going, whoa, look at the technique, positive grade. It's, well, he caught the ball. And then it's like the guy with the bad technique, they're like, oh, negative grade. But he broke up the pass. Oh, he didn't take the right footwork there. Oh, uh, fuck off. Like, get the hell out of here. He's going to be the first guy off the board at corner. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I like that. Yeah. I approve. Yeah. Lion fan approved. Devin Witherspoon off the board, number six to the Lions. Seven to the Raiders, yeah. your former head coach, Josh McDaniels. That's right. Former uh, co-worker, New England. Yep. Uh, they got they got some needs. They do. Offense was pretty good last year. Defense has not been good for a while for them. They're on the clock. Where are they going? Yeah. I, I mean, this is, you know, this is where it got interesting. I thought about corner with them. I did. You know, that was part of the conversation. Was there a you know D line? They could use an interior D lineman. I don't think there's anybody there that fits the value for them. So that's where I'm going to go to tackle. That's the next thing that made sense to me. They don't have another tackle opposite of Colton Miller right now that I think is a tried, true, proven commodity. Again, this is New England. It's McDaniel's. They believe in offensive line and big people. And 
I think Paris Johnson, tackle from Ohio State, would make a lot of sense for them at number seven. Need for their football team. You know, we know they're based around their offense. They're going to run the ball with Josh Jacobs, give Garoppolo time, let him carve you up with some of their weapons. Uh, Paris Johnson, I, I think, is probably the best pass-protecting tackle in the draft Ooh. in a lot of ways as far as length and footwork. You know, you know he wasn't my favorite guy. Uh, but from that standpoint, I think that's where teams really like Paris Johnson. Yeah, you liked uh, Darnell Wright, Wright from Tennessee. Right. He was your number one tackle. You uh, presumably have him going later in this first round of this mock draft. Yep. So BetMGM has the odds for the first offensive lineman off the board. And I think most consensus drafts out there for a long time had Peter Skaronsky, the interior offensive lineman. Right. People think he's going to be guard uh, from Northwestern. But he is the second choice. There it is, Paris Johnson. Minus 175, so you must have called up your friends over at BetMGM and be like, how does this sound? They go, actually, that sounds pretty good. We'll make it the favorite. Um, and so I, I guess those are some of the questions. Skaronsky and Wright, for you, are not as good a fits for what the Raiders want to do. I, I feel like the Raiders will be a little bit more, uh, you know, again, knowing the New England way, the length, they're going to like length, and Paris Johnson has that. Mm. Skaronsky's a guard like you talked about. Maybe a right tackle for some teams. He could do that too. But I think ultimately is that guard that's a high level that way. You know, and then Darnell Wright and Broderick Jones. You know, I love Darnell Wright. But I understand like the arm length and then the foot speed is not going to be for everybody. But you know me. I talked about that at the time. I'm not as much into that. I think it's a little overrated. I'd rather have the bigger guy, and Darnell Wright was the bigger human. But, yeah, I think putting myself there, uh, I think more of the NFL has Paris Johnson as this top tackle in the draft, right? So those were some of the reasons I put him there. The action never stops at BetMGM. You can sign up now using the bonus code SIMS, your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. So say you bet $100 on the number one O offensive tackle Darnell Wright being the first O-line drafted. If you win, you get $600. If you lose, you still get $100 worth of free bets, Ahmed. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter the bonus code SIMS to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now, it was last year after the first round, you go, man, I'm just going to go with Vegas next year because they nailed a lot of it. You know, some of those things are head scratchers, but it's like Vegas knew. I know. Vegas knew. We're going to have Jay Croucher, who basically is Vegas. Yeah. I feel like he sets these lines. He should at this point. He'll be on the pod Wednesday to do his draft prop bets awesome. with us. So uh, Jay will be with us to talk betting on Wednesday. We'll still sprinkle some in here on this Monday mock draft pod. We continue with the number eight pick, Falcons on the clock. Where are you going with this one? Okay. Well, listen, betting odds, bet MGM, everybody. Yeah. It's B. John Robinson, right? Oh. They love to run the ball. Right? They're looking for their Derrick Henry. Arthur Smith came from right the Titans. They want their go-to guy. Algier can be a one-two punch. Right. What a better way to support our young quarterback, right? He wasn't played a lot. We got a top-tier running back. We got Pitts. We got Drake London. We got this offensive line. Oh, my gosh. Right? You know, there's a lot of thought in the NFL that Atlanta is targeting B. John Robinson. I feel like you're setting me up. I man. am setting you up because I – I believe they are targeting B. John Robinson. But were they targeting him with the thought that C.J. Stroud was still going to be on the board? I don't think they were going to expect that. I'm going to have them go C.J. Stroud. Ohio State, pick number eight, Atlanta Falcons. One, you know, I, I have a hard time thinking they, were, they thought early on in this process that he would be there for them to, ha to take. They still have to have questions about Desmond Ritter. You got a guy, a chance here to have a guy that – 
you know, I think also fits the way Arthur Smith wants to play. Stand in the pocket, make big time throws down the field, right? Can be a better version of what like Ryan Tannehill was and when Arthur Smith was in Tennessee. That kind of guy. Great down the field thrower, you know, underrated athlete. Not all, you know, it's it's not often you're at this chance to get a, that that type of quarterback. I'm going to say they pull the trigger and do it. As much as they like a B. John Robinson, and I know there's some other positions there that we certainly can get into with Atlanta a little bit. Um, I don't, you know, corner was one I thought about. Would Christian Gonzalez be part of the, you know, the conversation there? Um, I, I did think about that. You know, edge pass rusher is another one. You know, I've seen people talk about Nolan Smith, maybe all of that. Uh, I, I think ultimately I just I came down to where having a little feel for that group in there, I just think they won't be able to pass C.J. Stroud. So uh, probably three weeks ago, yeah. this would have been a crazy take. Yeah. This would have been a are – you, are you serious? We thought he was going to go number one when the Panthers moved up Yeah, a few weeks ago. Uh, the shine is off on a lot of these quarterbacks, but specifically C.J. Stroud. And one of the numbers out there being quoted is his result in the S2 cognitive test. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. Never taken it. Never took the wonder look either. We should take that just to give a baseline. Yeah, that'd be cool. Be like, this is what Ahmed Farid, just random host right. for NBC right. Sports, did. Guys, and an that idiot. can just be kind of like that. Yeah, that guy's an idiot. And if you did better than him, it's like, okay, that's that's at least something. Um, C.J. Stroud was reportedly not even just didn't do well. It was like one of the worst performers in that test. Can like, do you know what this test is? First of all, I mean, I don't know like specific details i know it's a little bit of a personality processing psychological test right that's kind of the base parameters i've never seen it i've never really got even into like asking specifics as far as like what are the questions on it and how does it go i i I took some of these tests you know when i was coming out i guess this is the newest latest version that everybody believes in, that's been formulated the the right way to, you know, people think there's something to the formula and yeah. being able to gleam in a, uh, a second look or a different side of the player that, you know, of course you don't get in person or or watching on film. Is the idea that the Wonderlick was more of just an IQ test that yes. maybe didn't relate to football, but right. the S2 cognition is supposed to be all geared I think towards it's supposed to be, what makes you good on a football I, field? I think so. I think it's more of that. Right. It's more... You know, yeah. centralized into being specific for football and quarterback and whatever else. Yeah. And there's a few of them out there. It's not just the S2. There's like mm. one or two other ones, too, that are the same thing in theory, but they have a different initial or whatever, right? Yeah. But this, by all, I mean, not by all, this is the reason CJ Stroud's falling. I mean, you know, like last week we heard, like, oh, you know, this started to filter out. And I'm not like, I'm not the guy that, like, stuff filters out and I start calling around, like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? It's just not the way I work. And one, I'm not one to, I'm not here to report news or anything like that. But as the week went on, I mean, this draft, you know, week and all that, yeah, it just, I talked to people. And, of course, as I talked to them, I'd bring this up. And, you know, these teams, there's some of these teams that they don't have any, they care less about the quarterback position, right? 
some of the yeah, I told you a few before the podcast, the people I talked to. Oh. It wasn't like they're not looking for a quarterback. They're not looking in this for draft. a quarterback. They have no dog in the race. They're not yeah. leading me down a road like trying to like, oh, let me give a you know, try to get the media to think something yeah. different what here. What do they think about this? Well, they they their thing is with these S two tests and they're what they're saying is what's concerning the NFL is that the test isn't predictive always of success, right? But so far it's predicted failure, I guess almost all through and through. Hmm. To where his scores at a point where I guess just about everybody's failed. He'd be the first. He'd to be the first be to really be a successful one. Hmm. And that scares the crap out of people. Now it's early in this test, you know, as far as, you know, the history of it and how much you can really dive down and say, Oh, okay, wait, nobody's ever done good on it, you know, like how much stock you can put into that. But yeah, right yeah. now that's what's scaring teams. Let alone I just don't think he was everybody's favorite. Right? Like, I don't hear the teams I know that were in the quarterback thing. It wasn't like, oh, man, we hated C.J. Stroud or we don't like him. I just think they liked other people better. You know, that's that's a few of the notes I got from those teams that were in the quarterback conversation. Yeah. You know, Richardson is like the most pleasant surprise ever. Levis was better than people, you know, thought, I think, personally and, and, and personable and charisma and all that, where I think people thought he might have been a little rigid and maybe insecure going into the process. So all that got proven wrong. Mm. So I, I don't know if it's a dislike of C.J. Stroud other than that score scares people, and then it's more that just they like some other peop- the people a little bit better. So we'll see where that goes. But you know what my thought is on the football field. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. let's make this clear then. Yeah. When you just watch the tape on C.J. Stroud – you still like him better than any quarterback in this I class. I really do. I I mean, 100%. I, I, and, you know, again, he's up there one and two with a lot of people. I mean, anybody you talk to, it, it's – I mean, he's one and two. But, yeah, this – it's a conservative group of people like we talk about. Yeah. You know, jobs are on the line. They have an inkling here that says, wait, when somebody does this, you don't do good. And it's right there. And now your job. So I understand, you know, being scared to do that. So that's where you're at. You're going to have to be comfortable with the person, the people that know him, the agent, all that, you know, to overcome that. And yeah, who knows? I, I, you know, I don't know. Who knows? What I always want to know, too, is like, who knows what CJ Stroud was? Was he having a bad day? You know, did he get a bad text message? Did he just say, F this test? I'm sick of taking tests. And I'm not going to take it that serious. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that I want to defend him with. Uh, it's, either way, should not have come out, and that's a low-blow bullshit move by the NFL right well, there. And who knows? Maybe if he goes to the Falcons, good offensive line there, he'll have a much better career. So maybe it all works out for the better. Yeah. And they'll shake his hand and be like, we released your S2 score. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming here to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked out perfectly it worked out for, for us. us. I think what it does guarantee yeah. is that quarterbacks won't take the S2 anymore. Why? Like, if they already don't throw Bryce Young, don't run 40s. Like, why that, take the S2? It's valid. Like, what's the point? It's valid. If you can only go down, it's like, well, if you have a good score, it doesn't mean you're going to be great. But if you have a bad score, it means you're going to be bad. What quarterback would ever yeah, take it from this I, point I, forward? I, I hear you. I, you know, we might be going down the slippery slope, but why do any of this stuff for these teams anymore before it's all said and done? So our third quarterback off the board, number nine, the Chicago Bears, didn't want a quarterback. They go, we got ours, yeah. Justin Fields, so we don't need to pick number one. And, I would, you know, I don't like to give the Bears credit. I hate doing that. But I, I gave think- them the worst player available. Because of you. <laughs> but I think that they made a prudent move and a very wise choice to trade that pick when they did. Because when they traded it, I think there was a lot of chatter that, well, these quarterbacks are very, very good. And as the process has gone on, I don't know that they could. Maybe they could. Maybe 
the Panthers like Bryce Young that much to where they would do that trade again. But I don't know. It seems like the shine is off a lot of these quarterbacks where they struck while the iron was hot. Um, so I give them a lot of credit. They got some assets. Now they're picking nine and picking who? Uh, Peter Skaronsky, Northwestern, guard, tackle, whatever you want to say there. I think he's more guard. Do some people think he can play right tackle and do that? Yeah, they do. So we'll see. But either way, I think he goes into the safe for sure thing bet on the offensive line where I could maybe go. There's questions a little bit with all of them, in my opinion, the, the tackles that we're talking about. Skaronsky has no questions. You're guaranteed you're going to get a high-level guard. You might get a high-level right tackle, okay? So that's where I look at it. They need offensive line, right? You know, there, there's, again, I thought about, hey, could pass rusher be co- part of the conversation? Is there some D lineman that might be part of the conversation here for them? You know, it crossed my mind. Uh, but I think ultimately, no, this is the, the route they need to go. You know? And I think, too, you know, they got some flexibility here between him, uh, Tevin Jenkins, who they drafted a few years ago at Oklahoma State, who I think they want to be their right tackle, right? He played a right guard a little bit last year, too. So uh, we'll see where this goes. But I just think he is a for sure thing. You talk about a high floor guy, definite high floor, with the potential of a high ceiling and the potential to play different positions that can give you some flexibility, at least early on in his career, to make it all work here for the Chicago Bears. If that works out this way, that's a pretty good offseason for Justin Fields. Oh, my gosh. They like you. You're yeah. still the number one quarterback. Right. They're not taking a quarterback. They get you DJ more, and then they get you some protection up front. With Peter Skaronsky, I think it'd be a great day for Justin Fields if it plays out like this. Last pick in the top ten, Eagles on the clock, a team with no weaknesses. No weaknesses. <laughs> and this is the team that can say F you. And I think this is the team that takes B. John Robinson. Ooh. I'm going there, yeah. One, I you know got pretty pretty good feel that they like him. B. John Robinson is, I think, universally top five player on most people's board. Right, especially the teams that the least value their running back to a degree, uh, and it's a draft in a year where we've talked about. It. There's not a lot of superstar football players. He's one of them. So, yes, that that's where now again they're another team. You know, is there an old lineman maybe for the future in the conversation? Maybe I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to do that right now. D lineman. I don't know if there's anybody that fits their need there. Right. There's guys like. I do think this is the kind of the range where you can start to get into maybe Kalijah Kansi. I don't even think it's crazy to think Will McDonald or even Lucas Van Ness to start popping up in this area here. Um, and they'd be another team that I'd go, if our man Jalen Carter somehow is on the board at six or seven or whatever else, I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to make a splash move to go up and get him. Why not? Fletcher Cox is on his last year, right? So... Uh, the, 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 there's a lot of things to go there, but I think B. John Robinson's just too special to pass up. That's always the one that's hard to figure out as just a, a fan like me, a normal fan. You're yeah. like Everyone was like, he's right. a top three player. He's a top five player. Right. One of the best backs we've seen since Saquon Barkley. He'll go at the end of the first round. You're just like, I know that running backs are considered to be like a dime a dozen, but you just said that this guy is elite and he's yeah. better than all those yeah. guys. But it really does come down to... You know, what can you find to replace them? Exactly. And what's the current pay structure for some of these players? Because, I mean, I don't know if, if people know it out there. It's like these salaries are locked in. You're slotted in. So C.J. Stroud, if he goes at eight 
and then you got Bijan Robinson at ten for the first five years of their you career. They're making the you, same amount of money. Yes. And so obviously, when quarterbacks are making fifty million a year. It's better to have one of those on yeah. the rookie scale than it right. is to have a running back who the best ones are making $10 million yeah. a year. And so the math just is not in the favor it's of running backs. It's not in the favor. Backs. But they're a team that, you know, I don't think they they have to worry about some of the factors that other teams do because the team's so well set up, they're ready. And, man, there was a lot of times last year we, we said, we were sitting here going, man, the only weakness on their team is running back. If they yeah. had a running back, some of those holes, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? And that could be really scary with B. John Robinson. And it could, of course, help Jalen Hurts, that big contract. And, you know, it just makes another part of their elite football team more elite to put more pressure on a football team. Uh, I, I, I think they're pretty well set up on all line as far as depth. D-line, hey, they can address it a little later in the draft, too. They got to do have another pick in the end of the first round. So who knows, though? 11 here, you got the Tennessee Titans. They got a running back, Derrick Henry. Maybe they just make a call real quick. Go here, take Derrick Henry. We'll take that 10 10- spot and we'll take Bijan Robinson who knows if we were to do trades and get crazy uh but the Tennessee Titans at 11 Tennessee Titans at 11 so they can do a few things here right my now, my fake scenario well, that I just made up oh, oh I, I yeah oh, I I mean I I quarterbacks part of the conversation oh, maybe sure. right you know I don't think Vrabel and that group there, O-line, could certainly be part of the conversation. I don't think that's crazy to think that as well. Corner is another one that comes to, to mind here with them. And a guy on the edge. You know, they're kind of a team that needs, you know, some retooling in some places here. Right? I'm going to go with the corner. You know, past defense has been an issue there. Right? I'm going to go with Christian Gonzalez here. I get, I'm going to go with Christian Gonzalez, put him with Christian Fulton, you know, uh, I know they got some other young players from from uh, the draft, you know, last year to help out in that position. But to, to me, you know, Gonzalez has still got great size. He can really run. He's got very good ball skills. He's not my favorite corner in the draft, but I know he's valued by a lot of teams as the top one or two corner in the draft for sure. I understand that. I don't think that's crazy. And I think it's a team that, you know, with the swing and miss of Caleb Farley a few years ago, uh, they 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 need a little more talent in this in this position group right here. It is a little startling how far they have fallen it's, in yeah. a short amount of time. Yeah, I know there are holes in that roster. There is. Well, I think that's why, you know, I think that's why Brian Robinson, the ex GM, is not there. You know, whether it's trading AJ Brown, you know. Jack Conklin letting him go in free agency, drafting the big tackle from Georgia at the end of the first round. He never plays it down for them, right? It's just Bud Dupree, big contract, never really even was healthy, but they paid him like he was a superstar pass rusher. Right? There, there's just, if you start to really lay it out, there's there's one thing after another. Trading for Julio Jones, oh, we can't even contribute to our team, but we traded away picks for him, you know? Got Robert Woods last year. He wasn't even healthy. We tried to wait picks for him. Like it's just there's one thing after another. So I, I can understand why that change was made. So then you got the Tennessee Titans, or I'm sorry, the Houston Texans next. We just did the Tennessee Titans. Now you got the Houston Texans making their second pick of the first round. They took the, your edge, your guy, Tyree Wilson, with the number two overall pick. So do they continue to beef up their defense, or do they add to the offensive side? I'm going Anthony Richardson right here. Houston Texans take Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. You know, one, great spot for him. Uh, I know he's, you know, highly valued within their organization. It's a great spot. You got a 
You know, Bobby Slovic, who came from the 49ers, he's going to know how to do some of the quarterback design run stuff and some of the stuff they were implementing with Lance when they were thinking about going down that road there. You know, you got a Davis Mills there, so it's not like we have to throw him out there right away. But it's perfect because, like, the first day, everybody's going to go, whoa, he's big. Whoa, his arm's way bigger than Davis Mills. Whoa, he's way faster than Davis Mills. Who cares? He can't read the defense yet, Coach. Let's just throw him in there, and he'll figure it out as we go along. To me, that's the other aspect, too. You know, a lot of people keep talking about Anthony Richardson. Oh, you want him to sit a year. He hasn't played football. He has to play football. You got to play him right away. Right away. Put him out. Take your lumps. Do it the right way. You know, but I would, I, that's what I would do. I certainly wouldn't let him sit. But, yeah, uh, I'm going Anthony Richardson there. You know, wouldn't surprise me if it was Hendon Hooker maybe too. Ooh. Or maybe even they trade up a few picks here to try to go after Anthony Richardson, and they're not comfortable with maybe somebody else eyeing him before him. Either way, but uh, I got to think that the Texans get a quarterback with one of these top two picks here. Hendon Hooker, your number three quarterback, yeah. still on the board. Um, I think there was thought at one point maybe that all these guys would be gone in the top ten. Yeah, Richardson, Levis, right. Stroud, right. and Young. Still could happen, but are you fairly confident that one of these guys, maybe it's not Richardson, maybe it's Levis, maybe it's even Stroud, one of these guys is going to fall out of the top ten of those four that you've had drafted so far? I, I, I at this point, feel like it's going to be Stroud or Richardson. I do. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I wouldn't want to bet on it that they all fall out of the top ten. You think but it still I, could happen? I still that think it could like happen. Enough. I, I think it, 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 yes. I still think it could happen. It's of course it's quarterback, and there's some teams out there that might just go. We got to get one, and we might have to move up or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's a crazy thought to think that at least one of them fall out of the top ten to the early teens or eleven or twelve or whatever. Yeah, you know, I think that's a real possibility. At thirteen, the Jets don't need a quarterback. They got. Zach Wilson on the roster, and that's <laughs> it right now. Really, I guess one day maybe Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But uh, offense pretty good last year, even despite some of the struggles. Good running back coming back and Brees Hall. I mean, right. they, they were fun to watch. They were fun to watch. Despite all the drama going on. So where do the Jets go at 13? Yeah, you know, there's three ways I think about this. You know, edge rusher, sure. But, damn, I mean, you do have Carl Lawson. You drafted – you know, uh, Jermaine Johnson in the first round last year. You got some other guys, too, that are coming off the edge that are damn good to where I, I just, you know, I thought about it. I thought about tackle because, yeah, you know, you can look at tackle and go, okay, wait, they got Max Mitchell. I know they like him. Um, you got uh, someone's phone ringing in your I, Yeah, I hear that. Dwayne Brown and Makai Becton are in the conversation, yeah. too. Um, Makai Becton, it works out at the place my brother and dad work out at. Can somebody turn off the damn iPhone ringing in the what background? Is, is, is anybody listening to our podcast? No Hello. one can hear that probably but you and me. <laughs> uh, just trying to see it, if we can do the pod with, with, with a phone, the ringing, iPhone the, ringing. And the answer to that question is no, we Apparently cannot. nobody's listening to our podcast totally either because nobody's in our ear or anything there. Okay, um, but, but either way, I am not going tackle with them. What I think it's a very real possibility. I, I certainly could see that happening. But I'm going Pittsburgh defensive tackle, Kalijah Kansi right here. The Aaron Donald clone. Right. I'm going to bet that they go, you know what, we're going to – we still got Makai Becton, who was a top three pick. Dwayne Brown. All right, we're going to do that. And we like our, our guy, you know, Max. Max Mitchell, right? I think I've got that name right. Yeah, I got – and they're going to go, let's, let's make our defense just elite. You know, and it kind of is elite already. This is kind of F.U. pick. Uh, but I think he's a perfect fit for their scheme, too. 
you know, again, this is the Seattle defense, win a gap, be explosive, shoot through there. That's what Kalaja Kansi is made for. Uh, he could be a Michael Bennett-ish type presence for their defense, like Michael Bennett was for the Seahawks back when Robert Sala was the defensive coach up there. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so the Jets getting even stronger up front. Yeah. Winning football. The Patriots, they usually try to be strong up front. Those secondary, though, is usually where they have a lot of their stars right. and end up going to other teams and not playing that well. All right, so middle of the first round, you got the Patriots, Cole Strange, off the board because he was drafted last year. Uh, are they going off the board again with some crazy name? I don't think so. I, I Of course, I think they're in the trade-down conversation. There always are, right? You know, I know a lot of people think corner could be. I don't. I have a hard time thinking corner. I don't have any inside knowledge here. But, damn, they got a lot of corners on their roster, right? And I think they really believe in the two, the young Joneses, the – the one from Arizona State and Marcus Jones, who was the kick returner, punt returner, nickelback. So, uh, I, I I think they're gonna if they have to stay put, I'm gonna say they go tackle here. Tackles a need in their football team. Trent Brown, it's you know coming to the end there. Isaiah wins no longer there. They have a need at that position. And so that's where I'm going to have them go. Broderick Jones from Georgia. Broderick Jones protecting yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah. The How Joneses. many Joneses can one team have? Seriously, I guess they makes him feel better. More Joneses. <laughs> they got they yeah. got three Joneses on defense in the secondary, and then now that'll be just the two Joneses on offense. Is there another Jones on offense? I was gonna. I thought there might have been, but that's uh, pretty impressive, right? Just you keeping could, up with the Joneses you, up there. In you New could England. get a Patriots jersey, and you could have any number and put Jones on the top. It was <laughs> probably a right. real jersey. It's a real jersey. <laughs> they actually play for the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that makes it more likely to happen. Who knows? Um, and what are the chances that he is protecting for Mac Jones when next year starts? I, oh, I, I think he's he might have the greatest potential of all the tackles on this yes. whole draft. I mean, he's got such a body. He's got incredibly long arms. He's got the good feet, all of that. You know, there's 
some things he needs to work on. Yeah. But overall, yeah, he'll be a plug-and-play starting right away type of tackle. I was trying to kind of nudge you more towards what are the chances that Mac Jones is the, the guy that's taking oh, those that's snaps. Oh, that's what you were but, trying to do. But yeah, that was good. No, it'll that be was, Mac Jones. It'll, it'll be, be Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Jones and Jones. Yes. Keep them together. Middle of the first round, uh, 15, the Green Bay Packers. Are they going to get a weapon for their new quarterback in Jordan loves some protection on the offensive line. Are they going to go defense that was disappointing last year a little bit for the Yeah, Packers? yeah. Uh, you know, one, they got some young defensive guys that I'm, I'm sure they're going away. We, we, they got to contribute more this year. You know, one, you got Rashawn Gary coming off injury. Devontae Wyatt, their D tackle from Georgia, who they drafted in the first round. Quay Walker, first round linebacker. Yeah, they got to play better, right? You know, corner, they're stacked. When I look at that, I think their O-line's pretty good. I mean, maybe they could go O-line, but I, I look at it and go, damn, there's a lot of depth and talent there. So it got down to positions for me of really it, safety. I know people talk about safety. There's no safety to take at 15 here. Tight end is what I kept coming to. you know. And tight end, and that's where I'm going to go Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Right, I'm a little riskier because again, I know there's there is some teams that the back thing, his back injury is being red flagged, and I don't know how far that could make him fall. But I mean, we're talking about freak show tight end here. I mean, this guy is he's special, and uh, this is a, a coach who I know values tight ends. Being with the Shanahan family, he understands the importance of a guy that. Yeah, with my offense, I want to run the ball outside zone, do all that stuff. Having that tight end to come out of play action, boots, all of that. So that's where I think it's not only a need for their football team, but it's a phenomenal football player. Definitely one of the 15 best players in the draft. Just has this injury thing. And I think if there's no injury thing, he could have maybe gone on the top 10. Mm. He was your number one tight end. Yep. He is the number one tight end off the board in your mock draft. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if this really does happen? Because Pete notes here in our rundown, yeah. Green Bay's last two offensive skill positions drafted in round one. You had Jordan Love in 2020. Right. They probably didn't make Aaron Rodgers happy. And the only one previously before that was Aaron Rodgers himself. That's he was amazing. never given a right. first-round wide receiver. Yep. And now they get a superstar back. tight end. Now they get a superstar right. tight end, perhaps. 16, the Washington Commanders. With the first tight end off the board, where do they go? Well, they did. They they O line is not perfect. They signed some people at free agency, though. You know, they got Wiley from from uh, the Chiefs. Signed him. Got Nick Gates from the Giants. You know, they got some other guys on their O line to where I came away going. You know what? I I don't. I didn't feel that they were gonna give their attention to that position. Defensively, they could use a corner. They can. But also, too, I like go, like, yeah, they could use a corner, but damn, I mean, you know, again, they were the top, they were top three defense in football last year. You know, they're, they're damn good, right? I'm going to go on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go to tight end here. That's where I'm going to go Michael Mayer from, from Notre Ooh, Dame. Your number three tight My end. My number three tight end. I'm going to go with him. I know he's, a, I think he's a little high, more highly valued throughout the NFL than my number two tight end, who I love. And I know there's some others out there that love him too, but I think this is the guy that's more the consensus. And because of the Dalton Kincaid injury, I think he's even been boosted a little bit more because here again is he he's the safe pick, right? Mm -hmm. You know, hey, we know he can kind of do everything. He's a good run blocker. He's good in the pass game. The floor is high, and the ceiling could possibly be high as well. So that's where I look at it. I go, man, you got him. They got that running back run the ball, 
always friendly for a young quarterback. Man, Ron Rivera had Greg Olson at one point when he was in Carolina. I know he's a believer in the position, you know. So that that's where uh, I'm going to come away and go, that's where Michael Mayer comes off the board. Do, and do you believe the chatter there that they really like Sam Howell and they're gung-ho? I, I do. I think he can be something. I do, yeah. I, 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 I know. I know they're one of those teams that people still are like, oh, they maybe will take a quarterback. But I, I, I have gotten no inkling from anybody that they're flirting with that conversation. Well, the only team that took a quarterback last year in the first round, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett, who I – was reading somewhere has gained some weight. He's gotten stronger. Good. Gotten bigger. He needs it. Might take a step forward in a year two. That year one wasn't too bad yeah. for him. There were some big moments for him. Steelers on the clock at seventeen. What are they thinking? Well, Steelers like it to me. It's really pretty easy. You know, I, I just look at them and go, okay. I mean, they they could use a lot of things. They really could. They got to think about upgrading their D line, right? They're getting older and outdated, right? The, there is some secondary people you could talk about. You know, they lost to Cam Sutton. Edmonds, the safety, he moved on, right? But I, I think ultimately the number one problem we've talked about with their football team in the last two or three years is what? O-line, O-line. They can't block. They can't open holes. They don't protect that well. Darnell Wright, Tennessee is going to fix those problems, you know? Again, now this is where... Did I think of some other defensive linemen here? You know, maybe a Lucas Van Ness, that kind of guy. You know, maybe a Will McDonald. Will McDonald's another guy that, too, I'd like to say number 11 to the Titans could have possibly happened with him. I wouldn't Mm. be shocked. But going back to the Steelers, yes, they need a tackle. And Darnell Wright, to me, can play left or right. It doesn't really matter. Either way, he could start off at right. And I thought he was the best road grading physically imposing tackle in the draft he just doesn't have quite the long arms and the quick feet that some of the sexy guys have had over the years but you don't see people go around him and again you know will anderson number three pick here gosh he couldn't even sniff hendon hooker against this kid so um there's a lot to like and i think it's a real positional need and safe to say if he does go this late in the first round you think he would be a steal right up there with jalen carter going five overall right this is a good lineman to go I, mid late first round. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he went nine into the Bears, right? Yeah. I mean, I really wouldn't. So that that wouldn't shock me. I mean, even like the you know we talked about the 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 Raiders at seven. Yeah, I like Darnell Wright better than Paris. I just you know I just think the Raiders would fancy that kind of guy, knowing my work with New England and McDaniel, that they would like that guy more. But yeah, I you know you know who I like, and yes, I think that would be an incredible pick right there uh, at pick seventeen. You're right, I do know who you like, and when I look at the highlights of these guys, I'm always like, Chris is going to like that guy. Devin Witherspoon was one of those players, the corner out of Illinois, who went to the Lions with their first pick in this first round. Lions on the clock again. Give me someone else good. Oh, 18 baby, you ready? I'm ready. You re- I'm not going quarterback. I did think about it. Ooh. I did. You know, Hendon Hooker still on the board, right? Hendon Hooker is everybody in the NFL loves Hendon Hooker. It's just the knee, and is he going to play for us right now? And Lions just some don't of need that. that. Lions don't I know. need that. So it certainly can be it. You know, again, I I know a lot of teams are just off film. It was you know C.J. Stroud and Hendon Hooker were their top two, right? So, but I don't think it's that way. I think you got to still address the defense, and staying with Mays, E. Blue. <laughs> 
Mazie Smith. <laughs> Maze. Yeah. Right? Maze and Blue. Yeah, Maze and Blue, Mazie Smith. Mazie Smith, right? excuse me. Yes. Close enough. Mazie Smith, defensive tackle, Michigan. Yes. Our big dancing bear, 330 pounds, 6'5". Yeah. I mean, incredible athlete. You're talking about, again, I think a team that you don't have in a marquee interior defensive lineman. Right, it's a team that I think. Hey, it's you got a lot of the New Orleans old people there. They value big people in the middle. You haven't had that. I don't think you're horrible at that defensive tackle position, but here's a chance to get a, like a real difference maker, right? And I guess there's there's that. You know, I did think of Lucas Van Ness here too because I was like, whoa, that could be a Dan Campbell, Rick Spielman type of guy, yeah. right? Hercules from Iowa, but I don't think that positions is a need. You know, that edge. D tackle guy. They got Zach Pascal. They drafted from Kentucky. You got Kaminsky, who's like a Van Ness. Mozzie Smith is your true interior stop the run type of guy. Let alone he's got some pass rush value because of how athletic he is. So Mazie Smith, Mozzie Smith, Mozzie Smith. So, excuse me, uh, going to your Detroit Lions. Yeah, if you just went off like the physical specimen of a man, he would be a top. 10, maybe even a top five pick, but he's raw. There are some things on tape. Gets handled sometimes too much, more so than you want a guy that saws. A little bit, yeah. There's just a little too much. Yes, exactly right. That's what bothered me, right? Just there was a a little too much like, whoa, you're too big to get moved like that there. But through and through, like we said at the time, there's rare that you can be that big and that athletic, and you get to see plenty of instances of what he does hold his ground, and he does dominate people. You're just like, come on, do it more. You can do it more. I know you can. Uh, and that's where I think he, his potential and, and what he is is why he goes off at 18. 19, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Supply and demand, big guy. Supply and demand. I mean, this guy's not the number 19 pick in the draft. I mean, he probably should be somewhere between 30 and 40, really. But Anton Harrison, tackle from Oklahoma, yeah, this is your, you're getting to the end of the first-round tackle conversation. Tampa Bay needs a freaking tackle. Badly. So this is the only guy here that makes sense. Uh, you know, it's, it's Tristan Wirfs where I don't know if they maybe move him to left tackle or they keep him at right and just have this guy play left. Either way, we know this is a real need. Donovan Smith's gone. That's over. You know, and you look at Tampa still, there's still a lot of things to like about their roster. And I just didn't think like anything else really matched up as far as value and what they need here more than anything. Um, I just uh, I thought that the, this made the most sense. I know some people think there's a D line need there. You know, I I, I I get it to a degree, but I still going to go. Damn, you got Shaq Barrett, you got Tryon Shayanko, who you just took a few years ago. You got Vita Vea, right? I just don't think they're going to go that route. I think they got to help the rest of their team out a little bit here. And this is not totally off the board, too. Like a guy who you think is a second round talent yeah. really because he's your number four offensive exactly tackle right. as well he's the number four right. offensive tackle off the board here right no i i, I that, that's kind of when i went by and i you know i i i think he's like i said i think by most teams he's valued as you know one of those guys who can go off the end at the end of the first round but i think he's gonna get a bump up just because of hey there was a run on tackles and there's only a few elite elite ones or the potential to be elite and he's one of them cole strange ut chattanooga yeah (laughs) hopefully you have another moment like that uh 20 seahawks second pick of the first round they took jalen carter they took their first pick they're gonna go more defense line here they're going more defense it's the seahawks i know they weren't happy with their defensive line last year i know i know they weren't and that's where they're going to go Nolan Smith, 
Ooh. from Georgia. More Georgia. Yeah. They're going to get two Georgia guys, right? Nolan Smith, is he's got a chance to be, you know, a superstar pass rusher. Uh, he's, you're Hassan Reddick. He could maybe even be a Von Miller. Uh, he's, he's got that type of explosive ability, strength for his size, bend around the edge. I mean, he's awesome. Again, I think if he's a little bit bigger and he doesn't have injuries, he's definitely going in the top 10 or 12. Uh, he's one of those where, again, he might be a little low here. Somebody else might grab him. But as I just kind of went through, I think uh, this, this one's the one that makes sense. And, again, I thought about quarterback here too. Quarterback, Seahawks, second pick. Maybe they could do it, right? But I, I know they like Geno. They got something good there. Why mess with that formula and what you got? Use the pick on something that can help your team out right now. You went to the playoffs. You got a Jalen Carter and this type of guy with Demarcus Walker they got in free agency too. And you just go, uh-oh, Seattle could go from being in the cellar on a defense to one of the top defenses in football just with that talent infusion right there. I always think about this, too. You, you, a guy like Nolan Smith is a guy that some people could fall in love with, and other people could say, no, the size is really a right, problem, and right. we don't want him in the first right. round. And he could go, you know, 12. And people say, well, he's more of a 20 guy or more of a 25 but the team picking 12 is not picking in the 20s and maybe no one will trade down or let them you know trade up to let them trade down exactly so it's like what are you supposed to do you like the guy take him eight picks too early it's sometimes it's worth it to get the guy you want i don't think it's crazy to go like atlanta at eight okay i don't think it's crazy to think if the texans didn't get a pass rusher maybe at 12 the jets would certainly like that type of pass rusher so those are teams that I think would fit at least he'd fit their mold of what they wanted that that type of player at least. So off the board, another Georgia guy on defense, Nolan Smith. Yeah, twenty-one, the Chargers. They got to figure out a way to stop teams from coming back from thirty-something points <laughs> yeah, down in the playoffs. So right. do they go defense with their first-round pick. Well, I mean, they could use a. Another interior D line, my D lineman, in my opinion, but it's not desperate. You know, they're not desperate at that spot. And then two, I want to go like, how many billions are we going to send on the spend on the defense side of the ball? <laughs> you know, I mean, we got Bosa, we got Khalil Mack, you got Kenneth Murray, a middle linebacker, you got Derwin James at safety, you got J.C. Jackson at corner. You know, you got uh, uh, Samuel at the other corner. I mean, damn. I mean, it's right. So. It's, it's time to go Justin Herbert's side here. I thought about tight end. I don't know if there's a tight end here that fits the value. I would love Sam Laporta. I think he I'm, – I'm okay with that. You know me. I think Laporta's better than Michael Mayer. Yeah. But I think when it comes down to it, they go receiver. They got to start going in on Justin – I mean, Justin Herbert here. And Zay Flowers is where I'm going. Zay Flowers, he – I mean, you know, like I've said, Jalen Waddell, Kadarius, Tony – Brandon Cooks, whatever, he could be that type of football player. They already got size at receiver. They need some of these weapon guys. They need a guy that can catch a five-yard pass and go up the sidelines for 30 more yards. They don't have that. They got Mike Williams. He could throw it 40 yards down the sideline, and he'll just go up and get it. They got Keenan Allen, who will run unbelievable routes for 10- and 15-yard gains all day long. 
They got no guy that can catch a slant, take a reverse, do anything like that, right? They need that. Zay Flowers, he'll be able to run routes, beat people deep, be the reverse speed sweep guy. Uh, I think he makes a lot of sense for the Chargers. Your number one wide receiver when yeah. you did your rankings. He is the first wide receiver off the board for you in your mock draft. I think we have the first wide receivers selected in the last five drafts. There is some talk that it might be Jackson Smith and Jigba in this spot as the first yeah, wide receiver off you. the board. You I see, hear you. How have they done here in the past? Well, Drake London, I think maybe a little bit of a slow start, but a good finish right. to the year for right. him in Atlanta. Jamar Chase, obviously very good. Henry Ruggs, a bust with off-field uh, uh, issues, obviously. Marquise Brown, lukewarm on that. Who yeah. knows if it's the situation or the fit, but yeah. he has not lived up to that first-round billing. And DJ Moore, a guy who you like that has inconsistent quarterback play around him for most of, most of his uh, NFL career. That's right. I mean, DJ Moore and Jamar Chase, we know they worked out. That's for sure. There's no debate there. They're, they're stars. Right? Yeah. London, I'm with you. Yeah, oh, I and, think it's there. And and Pete notes, too, yeah. sorry, Chris, Right. that uh, the total number of wide receivers in the first round, we had six just last year, yeah. five the year before that. And then six in 2020, um, we might only see two. I, I think you might only see one. I wouldn't be shocked. I don't think it's crazy, you know. But yeah, I could say it go from one. The one I don't know, or and I haven't talked to anybody who feels this way. The one I do see is, you know, the the Addison kid from USC. Yeah. Yes, Jordan Addison. I don't know anybody that holds him in that high regard, but I I see other people's mocks. There must be somebody they're talking to that's got them in a higher uh, up there. I, I I've yet to talk to that person. We'll see. But Zay Flowers to me, yeah, was my favorite guy. I think he's a safe one too here. Again, where I, you know, we'll dive into it in a little while. But I think Jackson Smith and Jigba, it's a little all over the place with him. Mm. And Quentin Johnson, you know, the bigger straight liner guy. He's not everybody's cup of tea. The kid from TCU. So that's where I think Zay Flowers will be the first guy off the board. All right, we'll get to Smith and Jigba, or will we? Will he drop out of the first round? little suspense. 22 Ravens, defensive secondary, uh, perhaps an issue for them. We saw it as Tua tore him up early on in the year last year, even though they addressed it with Kyle Hamilton last year. Uh, Ravens, holes to fill. Where do you see them going? Yeah, I, I think this is where I, I got into corner, I think, more than not. You know, there's a part of me that was thinking maybe receiver, but I mean, damn, they got OBJ and Bateman and they signed Nelson Aguilar, right? They're Duvernay's there. They got some guys there to where I go, it's not like a desperate need. And of course, they got really good tight ends. Um, D tackle, you know, I thought about that a little bit, uh, but I think ultimately I'm going corner and that's where I'm going Deontay Banks, Maryland, going to a guy that's right around the corner. You know, and I'm, I'm a little into that. Like your Lions taking uh, Mozzie Smith. Yeah. Right. Is a, I always feel like the team's got a little bit of a they usually have the in on the schools that are close to their facility. Right. And I'm going to say that the Ravens have the in on Deontay Banks. Uh, they've done their more than their due diligence, let alone he's their type of guy. You know that you know why this is why I love this kid. I mean, he is in-your-face, mono-we-mono, bring-it type of guy, which is what? Baltimore Raven football. Yeah. So that's where uh, I see that happening. And, um, yeah, I think it makes, it makes a lot of sense for their football team. And, and I've heard from some people I trust that they're, they're, they're very hot on him. All right, so Pete notes in my ear that we have seen that work out in the past. Aiden Hutchinson staying there you go, close right. to home. There's you a got, lot of them. you got Mozzie Smith sure. staying 
close to home again. You got Kenny Pickett, who's right next door. Yeah, that's uh, what Pittsburgh. I mean. So, there's yeah. more. I think even if I went through it even more, there's a lot of that that's gone on through the years with football teams. All right, so we got the Minnesota Vikings. Cowboys tw- taking C.D. Lamb, right? I mean, they always yes. take somebody from down there because they got, yeah, they got good connections in those schools. Well, let's keep it going. Yeah. The Vikings at 23. Let's go with uh, John Michael Smits out of Minnesota, center. Let's just do that because we'll keep it close to home. <laughs> Why yeah. not? We got a new theme. <laughs> Chris is checking his notes. He's like, wait, did oh, I do I, that? I literally was like, wait, did I write that down? Did I have a, does he have a typo yeah. there? He's like, I can justify it. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, it's not. We're not going that way. No, we're not. But we're going Vikings. Pick number 23. Right, yeah. Right? They do need defense. Okay. Now, I thought about, like, do I do, like, with Minnesota? You know, I, I don't. There's one corner on the board. I don't think, like, they need a corner. I don't know. This could be the kid Cam Smith from South Carolina or Forbes from Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. That certainly has crossed my mind there, right? Um, you know, I, I, I thought about, like, hey, you know, could, it, could an edge guy be a part of the conversation here too, right? I, I thought about all of that. But they did get Marcus Davenport in free agency. They do have Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter. So I don't see it like where I thought about maybe a Will McDonald or somebody right. like that. You know, the other one was big D tackle-ish, right? There's no Dalvin Tomlinson. They lost him. There's only one D tackle in Brian Brzee. But I don't think he's going to fit the Brian Flores, what he likes at D tackle. Mm. I don't think. Quarterback. Hendon Hooker, Tennessee Titans. Here it is. Yeah, going for it. You got a quarterback head coach. Offense is important. We all know this is Kirk Cousins last year there. I got a chance here to build something with Justin Jefferson. I got a guy here that's ready right now. And I'm, I'm telling you, he's by a lot of people viewed as way higher than the 23rd pick of the draft. It's just can he get you know, to a team that believes him and needs a quarterback and all that. And I think this is the one that finally just, it was too obvious. Hendon Hooker, Minnesota Vikings. I don't want to make another bet where you have to kiss your own backside. Well, I could one cheek at a time here. But how confident are you that Hendon Hooker will go in the first round? Like, I'm I'm more than 50-50. Like, uh, let's say 60-40, right? But I don't think it's definitive. You know, there was parts of me, too, that was like, well, you know, maybe maybe I should do the old, like, um, the Titans trade up, right, from yeah. round, and, and, and get pick 31 from the Chiefs. Or, you know, I started to think of, like, little scenarios like that, right, even as I was mapping it out. Oh, maybe the Falcons will do it if they didn't take C.J. Stratton. I started to do all those. So I could see where that happens. Either way, to me, he's got big-time starting quarterback potential, and I would want him to have the option of the five years, like we talked about, the fifth-year yep. option. So I think ultimately, yes. That's why I'm probably more than 60-40, 70-30 confident that he goes in the first round. Which is why you see that. Yeah. The teams will trade in last pick of the first round just to get that guaranteed fifth year, at least the option it's for that. It's extremely important. Fifth year, if things yeah. are going in the right direction. 24, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. They don't need a quarterback. They got their guy in Trevor Lawrence. Looked like a franchise quarterback last year, so where do they go? Well, this is, you know, I just brought this name up. But I look at the damn damn Jacksonville Jaguars and go, you know, 
corner, okay, maybe part of the conversation. All right, I certainly thought about that. Um, but more than more than anything, and and I know this just from firsthand, they they weren't happy with their interior D line play last year. All right, so that's where I'm going to go with Brian Brzee. Mm. Right, they they're O line. I know they lost Juwan Taylor. They got Walker Little. They got other guys there. Right, corner. I could see maybe being a part of the conversation. Right. So that that was a possibility, but Brian Brzee, I felt like he can be. You remember Justin Smith on the Forty Niners? Oh yeah, right. You know that GM Trent Baalke. Well, he's the GM of the the Jaguars now, right? I I feel like the, it's a desperate need for their football team. They need. It's the only part of their team I actually look at and go. You know, I know they have Roy Robinson Harris. He's kind of a, a edge like five technique and defensive tackle kind of both. But it's the only part of their team I look at and go, they don't really have a real good player at that position. And I think, again, we're talking about a guy that's 300-plus pounds, that athlete, that quick. He's pretty good at two-gapping and doing that type of stuff. You know, I, I, I think this is a hell of a player. I do. You know, He, he could be like a Siler down in uh, Miami, You know, number 92, white guy, crazy guy in the middle of that defense. I think that's what he could be, but I think it's a real need for their team. I could see them wanting to go this direction. Yeah, one of the top prospects. I don't have a feel for them. I don't have a feel. Of, yeah, the Jaguars. I don't have a great feel for what they're going to do or hearing rumors or anything about that, so I'm not going to lie to you there. Just big, strong dudes. Yeah. To add well, to the big, that. strong dudes right. that they already have there, and Brian Brzee would be one of those. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, Your Giants now on the clock. Oh, the most crucial pick of the first round for you. On the clock there with with what what needs do you see the Giants having right now? All right, well, wide receiver we know, but I don't think it's anything bad. Like I don't think so. I don't think they're wasting anything on a first round pick here at receiver. There's enough to go around. They got Darren Waller, you know. They got some other guys. I think they they're confident in. You know, center is definitely one that I thought about here. Okay, but I came away going they got a better chance of. They can get another interior lineman or a center in the second round where the position I'm about to throw up is I want to go, you're not going to get anybody this good like in the second round at this position. And that's where I'm going with my corner, DJ Turner from Michigan. Uh, Like they don't have an island shut down corner. Wink Martindale's defense doesn't work unless he has that. I mean – He's told me that before to my face, you know? So that's, I know that's what he believes in. There's a reason they had Marlon Humphrey and those damn corners down there in Baltimore. 
because it allows him to do what you play man to man. I can do crazy shit. You play man to man. I can blitz like crazy. Right. So that, that to me, there's only one real island corner left. Emmanuel Forbes is good. He's a straight liner who's tall and doesn't change direction good. You, you can't say that you're going to trust him on a corner. I mean, on the island. Turner's that guy to me. You know, Turner, to me, is, a, is, you know me, is my second favorite corner. Yeah. I like him better than Gonzalez. I think he's got a lot of the DJ Witherspoon type of thing in there, right? So I'm going to go there. Uh, I had a little birdie tell me there was some liking there, Ooh. and I'm going to go with the two. Yeah. Oh, some into that. Because that, yeah. that was my question, because he was your number two corner. Right. He's your number four corner off the board in your mock draft. Um, yeah, I, I wonder how many people throughout the league share your view of him because your view is not consensus. No, and I know it's not. I think I a lot of people had DJ Turner as maybe like the seventh best corner in this right, draft. Right. No, I, I, I understand. But you're you getting know? a feeling that some NFL teams well, see him. Well, I know what some that. NFL teams have like end of first gra- round grades on them and stuff like that. Yes, I do. And then yeah, I got to feel that, yeah, from somebody I know that. You know, talks to some people there in New York that that's what they thought there was a little bit of a love affair there with. So we'll see. I don't mm-hmm. know. I could be wrong on that one. Um, you know, the center conversations certainly, you know, whether it's John Michael Schmitz or Tipman from Wisconsin, those seem to be the two guys that are consensus first rounders or the guys that could go in the first round of the center position. Uh, I'm going to bet they go with somebody that can make a little bit more of a difference. Well, now with your connections and your history and you putting DJ Turner here to the Giants, that will be the consensus pick here in <laughs> moments. 26, most hated rival, the Cowboys on the clock now. Yeah, and this is where I'm going to go center. I am. I'm going to go John Michael Schmitz, right? They need they, Center's been an issue. It hasn't been high-level play there, right? I mean, I think they're in the process here the last year or two of kind of retooling their offensive line, making it a little younger. Uh, when they were at their best, Ezekiel Elliott's early years there, I mean, they had killers across the board. I mean, across the board. And I think they're, you know, going to try to protect their investment in Dak Prescott that way. Their defense was awesome. We know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, M- uh, McCarthy made a comment when he took over, and, and Kellen was, I, I want to run the ball more, right? Uh, so all of those things lead me to think that. Tight end was a thought, you know. I don't know. I, I just again, I think Laporta's there. I don't think Laporta from Iowa is viewed as every from everybody there. So I I didn't do it as far as that's concerned. Um, you know what was the other position? You know I, a D line. I did think about too. You know, do, do they start thinking about a Lucas Van Ness or a Will McDonald? You know those are Miles Murphy from Clemson, right? Those type of guys. I could see them thinking about that too, but I yeah. also then just got into like, well, damn, you did—you had arguably one of the best defenses in football, and you had the most fearsome pass rush in football too, right? So I just went—they need help in other places, and that's where I went with uh, John Michael Schmitz, the number one center off the board. He is your number one center, yeah, in college football too. Yeah, he was uh, goes to the Cowboys at twenty-six. Then you got the Bills sitting next to you for a year, watching the Buffalo Bills. You just kept saying. They need to add some more weapons for for Josh Allen. They need yeah. more offensive weapons. Right, right. Can they do it in the draft? I think they can. I think this is where they're going to do it. Right. I don't think there's a D tackle that that you know makes sense for them here. You know, linebacker. I know they lost Tremaine Edmonds. They certainly thought about it, but I don't. I don't know if there's one quite worthy. This is maybe where one of them gets overdrafted. 
because of the need a little bit. Like we talked about our top linebackers all being kind of starting at the 35 pick, right. you know, maybe they go seven, eight spots early because of the need there. But I think the receiver finally happens here. Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? Ohio State. And as I told you a few minutes ago, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, there are some teams that are like, oh, no, he's definitely one of the top 15. And then I talked to other teams that go, oh, we have a top of the second round grade on him. So there's a disconnect in football, mm-hmm. definitely. And then when you add on, you know, the underwhelming 40 time and a hamstring issue, yeah, he's a little all over the place. It's all over the place. But I just think for, for, for me here, even with the injury concern, this is perfect for me and and who knows where they have him valued but they need him and now i just go oh you got Diggs on the outside gabe davis on the outside and now you got jackson smith and jigba working the inside Ooh, watch out i like that little combination there you know i thought about quentin johnson but i wonder well they got gabe davis they kind of already have the big receiver yeah. they need something else and that's where i ended up going jackson smith and jigba yeah Jack, uh, jackson smith and jigba is the favorite to be the first wide receiver taken according to bet mgm minus 500 but you have zay flowers going ahead of him um, yeah, it is. It's hard to kind of visualize how this would happen, right? If some teams do have him as a top fifteen, maybe they would trade up if they saw him start I, to slip like this. But is it worth? How much do you have to give up? So, yeah, I, I think that is a receiver because that's one of those names that were thrown around there in the Jamar Chase kind of like franchise changing yeah, receiver. I don't like agree at Ohio at State. He yeah. was one of the best ones we had there, even while we had Olave and Garrett Wilson. I, I think that's cooled off to a degree, but still people love the size, the strength, and what he can do after the catch. They love the route running. But then I have other friends that go, he's too slow and he'll never separate from a big time, and he can't play outside at all. Hmm. And they're scared that kind of what we said during the time that yeah okay he's quick and great with the ball in his hands but is it going to be really that good in the nfl because yeah he might make a guy miss and then he'd be running up to oh i'm going to make the second guy miss yeah but the first guy that you made miss already caught you from behind right so there that that's that's where it's a little all over with him and then you talk about hamstring issue for a guy that relies on his hamstring that's also adds to the all overness right. uh, with the player overall. So be interesting to see where he goes. But yeah, I mean, I know, like I saw mocks where the Titans at eleven, the Texans at twelve, Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? Damn, I think I thought I saw one with the Jets. I wonder well, how many receivers is Aaron Rodgers going to get this year. I mean, yeah. everybody. Yeah, he's got right? a list of uh, seventeen so, wide receivers in college right now. That exactly. He wants them to draft. I think I saw another one with the Packers too. <laughs> so you know, obviously he's viewed high by some, but I, I do think there's uh, some out there that that I know that that are a little scared too. Cincinnati Bengals probably don't need a wide receiver. Got a good wide receiver room. They're on the clock at twenty-eight. Tight end. I don't think tackle is a part of the conversation here. All right. So tight end, you know, again, I thought about, all right, you know, if a Michael Mayer were on the board, I'm sure they would take him. I thought about my guy, Sam Laporta here, right? He's come, he's come up a lot. He's in this come podcast. up. Well, to me, he's the next guy off the board. Yeah. I know he's liked, but I haven't heard anybody specifically say, ooh, I might take him at the end of round one. Right. So that's where I'm chicken, right? Okay. So I chickened out there. But I, 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 don't, I wouldn't be mad at that pick. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs, though, Alabama, running back. Now, this could be trouble for Joe Mixon. It could end up making, be, making him the, the, the odd man out and getting cut. 
it could just actually them go, hey, you know what, we'll, we'll be okay one year. We'll ride it out with Joe Mixon in the last year of his deal here or whatever, and we got our guy for the future. Gibbs is just so special. And it, just the type of guy that, I, you know, again, I look at their team. They're pretty well-rounded across the board. You know, I don't know if there's a D-tackle that's worth it there. There definitely isn't in my mind. Maybe an edge guy again. They, maybe they could get into that conversation. Sam Hubbard, you know, is maybe they look for his replacement here in a few years. I don't know. But that's – I went into Gibbs going, wait, running back is a need. And you put that damn guy in that West Coast offense, right, with that quarterback and those receivers there, and holy shit, they're going to put you in a bind. I mean, a real, real bind. And I think they can get a good tight end in the second round. So that's yeah. why they go Jameer Gibbs. We did see last year with Samaj P. Ryan how they gave him a little bit extra juice, and Joe Mixon was not giving him uh, that juice. And so, yeah, maybe they do see that. This guy's got position juice of need. for yeah. days. And they, he could be a big-time yeah. difference maker. And you made sure to say, too, when you did your running back rankings, like Bijan Robinson, people are talking about him as being a generational football player. You're like, Jamar Gibbs does a lot of things really good and is not far behind. I mean, he's... Like if, if it was Jameer. no B. John Robinson, we'd all be it'd be a lot more Jameer Gibbs talk, yeah. a lot more. Because yeah. like I said at the time, to me he's better than Travis Etienne coming out, and that says a lot because I think a lot of Travis Etienne. So I, I again, he'd be the kind of guy I wouldn't be shocked anywhere from twenty to thirty-one if he went off the board. I really wouldn't. I think he's that kind of a talent. Saints are next. Yeah, at twenty-nine. Yeah, they're getting up there on the defensive age. They just lost Marcus Davenport, right? Cam Jordan's getting up in age. They lost David on Anyamata in free agency. This is where I'm going to go, Lucas Van Ness, right? This is the pass rusher from Iowa, defensive tackle, edge guy. You know, he's that kind of mold of what I'm. T- he's that guy, Trey Hendrickson. Right, who came from New Orleans, Marcus Davenport, Cam Jordan. He can play defense end on you know first down. We can move. Oh wait, there it's it's second and twelve or it's third and ten. We can move him to D tackle. Nobody can block him on the inside. Right, so they typically have liked these type of guys. This is one guy that I certainly sit here at twenty nine and go, I, I could be wrong here. He I, I, he's another one. That I know teams in football, some teams look at him as like he's a top, you know, eight, somewhere between eight and 20. Hmm. And then I know there's a few other teams that have him a little later in the first round. What are they skeptical of? I, I think the overall explosiveness of the player. Getting off the ball, can he really threaten the edge as a true edge pass rusher that way? You know, I think the teams that like him aren't going to be valuing that as much as, hey, we think he's good at that, but there's a lot of other stuff that he's really good at too, even though he's not awesome at that, the yeah. prototypical edge pass rusher, right? Strong. He's powerful. Uh, he's strong, Hercules. He's powerful. He's versatile, right? He can do a lot of different things schematically, whether it's one gap, two gap, at a few different positions too. So I think that's where a team and a guy like Dennis Allen will really value a Lucas Van Ness. The Eagles value the big dudes up front on the offensive and defensive line, although you had them taking Bijan Robinson with the number 10 overall pick. They're back here on the clock at number 30. Yeah, and I don't think an O-line fits here. And again, their O-line is pretty stacked. I know some people think they might draft an O-lineman for the future or whatever, right? But I go, damn, I mean... They, they drafted their center of the future last year, and I would think he's going to be the starting guard with mm-hmm. the center they drafted for the future the year before that. <laughs> and Landon Dickerson, who is the, yard, the guard, yeah, yeah. right? So, I mean, 
tackles, they're awesome. I, I don't know. I mean, do we have to have the greatest O-line in the history of football and the greatest backups in the history, too? Yeah. I just don't see it there. I think this is where they protect themselves for the future on the edge a little bit. I think this is where they go edge. And I'm going to go Will McDonald from Iowa State. And like Lucas Van Ness, this is a guy that I was disappointed I have him going number 30. I really am. Like I, I said earlier, I wouldn't be shocked if he went off the board at 11 to the Titans. Um, I wouldn't be sure, shocked if it was the Packers, I don't know, the Steelers, your Lions, the Seahawks at 20. I mean, there, there's a few teams I certainly would say I would not be shocked, right? I think he's not the sexy media guy, but there's a lot of NFL people that go, this dude's a football player and I want him on my team, right? Yeah. They're 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 at a point too where Brandon Graham one year deal, Derek Barnett on the last year of his deal, Josh Sweat they can get out of their deal. The the deal could be over at the end of this year. So this is where I think it's like a, a future pick, let alone he can add something to the team this year. Yeah, it's one of those where it's drafting for need in the NFL. People are like, you're always going to need these all these positions every year. You're yeah. going to need them. The turnover is so great from year to year, injuries and contracts and whatnot, demand trades. So uh, yeah beef up on uh, on any part of your football team that you can you like will mcdonald a lot you got to run on edge here at the end know, of your right? first round you got lucas van s then you got will mcdonald last pick of the first round the chiefs at 31 the chiefs at 31 and i'm going yeah i'm going to the edge again i am you know I, the one with you know the tackle situation i i don't think there's the value there for the guy all right wide receiver i thought about maybe quentin johnson here would they do that I mean, they got some damn good receivers. They're not desperate there. And I feel like they're a team that, like, if they want another receiver, they could take one in the second and probably still get one that can really contribute. Yeah. And it seems like always there are receivers out there who want to play with Patrick Mahomes, they're too. They're never going to have that problem. Yeah. Never. Now, I, you know, I don't know. Would you like to see that? Sky Moore, Quentin Johnson, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kadarius Toney. I mean, damn, that could be good. But, damn, that's a lot of assets in one spot. And I want to go, no, we still need defense alignment. I'm going to go Miles Murphy Clemson here, right? I'm not so sure I shouldn't maybe switch these two. I don't know the uh, Eagles, but they like Miles Murphy over a Will McDonald. I'm not sure he's more of your traditional yeah. pass rusher of Miles Murphy. I'll tell you what. I can if, see it flip-flopping either way. If here. that does happen, right. I'm going to give you credit. Okay, I'm going to you'll give kiss you your own butt that way? <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, on the pod, live. But, but – uh, uh, either way, I think it's a very big position need for the Chiefs. I do. When, when you just – Frank Clark's gone. I know they signed Charles Omanyehu from uh, – Omanyehu, I always mess up his name, from the 49ers. He's a good football player. But I don't think he's the answer for the future. They got a chance here, yeah, to get a guy who's – you know, and Miles Murphy was not my favorite guy, edge rusher. But, damn, he's mid-260s. He's athletic and quick as hell. He's your good starting defense end for a long, long time. Yeah. I think he was a little overrated early on in this process, but certainly a starting NFL defense end who could be really damn good. You couple him with Chris Jones and Carl Aftis, you know, you talk about the two linebackers they have, and you start to go, oh, my gosh, this is some young, talented defense the Chiefs got. Make some strength stronger, some strength. too. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's your it. first round in the books. Peace There's out. the answer key. I hope you're not too upset now that we gave it away like Schefter. Don't you know, even watch Thursday on, night. On draft night. Um, we'll take a look at it by the numbers here. So we got six edge. You had a run on edge there at the end. So we got up to six edge. 
And I had. might be late with those guys. They it, could go, was, yeah. Especially tough. Miles Murphy, I think consensus is a guy you see higher. In I the know. First Everyone round. seems to have him around in what, the 20s, late teens, that kind of where you saw him. Y- yeah, yeah, usually. Right. But he's been a guy that's been there a long time, yeah. too. So he's had the benefit of that narrative for right. longer than some of these other players. A uh, couple wide receivers, a couple running backs off the board, two tight ends ultimately, no linebackers. No safeties, just like you said when we were ranking those players. Yeah, I I don't think so, you know. I know I see guys like um, Brian Branch in a few mock drafts, right? The kid from Alabama. Linebacker, I mean, the more mock drafts I look at, the less I saw. I know we talked about Drew Sanders being in there. I feel like it was very few that I saw anybody like that in, so... Yeah, branch we'll where goes. for Alabama, maybe depending yeah. on how teams want to play him. Right. Corner safety, yep. who knows? Yeah, but. I think he's a nickel when it's all said and done. That free safety nickel, but yeah, it's guys like him. Uh, you know, Felix. Uh, um, oh gosh, oh, oh uh, no, no, the the Kansas State D de- uh, de- defense end, right? He's one that I think could. Very easily, uh, Felix Anuduke, right? Okay. He could maybe be an end-of-the-first-round type of pick there. So that's somebody to watch for. Um, but I think we'll see another move of edge rushers towards the top of the second, too, mm. with guys like Byron Young and Derek Hall from Auburn. I think you start to see them go off the board, you know, at the top of the second at some point. And this is how you had the quarterbacks. When it was all said and done, you had five first-round quarterbacks, which I think – you know, before you put Hendon Hooker's name in the middle of all those four quarterbacks that everyone was talking about, I think most people thought there'd be four first-round quarterbacks. Um, but you had you had five in there, and I think do we have the uh, there it is. You had Bryce going uh, number one overall. We think that's going to happen. Then you had Will Levis to the Colts, Stroud to the Falcons, Anthony Richardson goes to the Texans with their second pick in the first round. Then Hendon Hooker to the Vikings. Yeah, that's and your quarterbacks. We'll see. You know, there's I, I know. I mean, again. Texans go Will Levis at number two. That's going to throw things into a tizzy there, too. Be interested to see what happens. You know, but I, I was led to believe that you know, Richardson and Levis were the leaders with the Houston Texans that they went quarterback. Not to say that they're going to go quarterback. I don't know that. But I, the, that's what I was told, that those were the two top guys. Hmm. And so C.J. Stroud wouldn't even be there for their consideration. All right, so homies out there, yeah. I'm sure you have questions. Yeah. or want to pick Chris's you know brain about something. Send them our way. We're going to do that on Wednesday. Wednesday, a little AMA. Hope we all even have some more knowledge of some things. Usually when I this type of thing gets released is when I start to even hear from more NFL people about what they like, don't like, disagree with, whatever. So you know, There's no way uh, we're doing that. Actually, they are doing that, but now they're <laughs> mad that people might think they're so, doing uh, that. So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully I can even have some more answers for you. But please, yeah, you know where to find us. Subscribe, rate, review. Thursday night we're going to be taping live reactions. Oh, me my and, gosh. Me and Ahmed in the barn watching Thursday night draft. And then uh, my, uh, on Friday I will be on PFT with Florio live. They're working me to death here at NBC. Me and Ahmed. We're the only two guys that work in the building. Uh, <laughs> but right. everybody, you know where to find us. Wednesday, we'll be back. Jake Croucher going to be here with us. That's going to be awesome. He'll have some great draft prop bets information. Ahmed, you the man. Thanks for holding it down. We did it. Thanks for traveling back from Philly yesterday. Yep. Way to be a soldier, okay? We did it. All right. Peace out, everybody. Be good. Let's enjoy this week. See you Wednesday. Clap it up. Clap it up.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.